0: Microphone check 1-2 what is this? It's the 5'7 assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the Rap Music Plug at your service. Here we are again at the
1: end of a rainbow. Get, stuck. Get, stuck. get
0: stuck, get stuck, The Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What is up, family? Today with me, I have a very special guest, the effortlessly funny charismatic, multi-talented rapper, producer, and even skater, who has been making a huge impression on me pretty much since just this year, since I heard his excellent 2020 record, Hood Rat Noir. And since then, I've encountered his incredible production through placements on the excellent Unknown Infinite in particular. You guys know how much I love that record. And then dove into his catalog a bit more Seen some self-produced rap and beats from 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 this guy on the bridge strangler, just super dope record too. And now with this fantastic new collaborative record with Uncle Tim Swamp Funk. So I'm pleased to welcome Virginia's own doof. Hi. When the ball dropped, I'm better than
2: surviving. Working guy pull my granddad out that recliner. Thought I wouldn't strengthen you. You always see me smiling. Cool and stylish, made of toys. Next level with baby boy. How's it going, bro? What it do, man? How you feeling? That was a How's great good? intro. That's probably the greatest intro I've ever had.
0: <laughs> man, you have a you have a lot of you have a lot of talents, and I, I find that really interesting, man. Because you obviously make great music, which we'll get into, but You're really good at other things. Like, you're a seriously good skater. If anybody follows you on Twitter, like, your videos are legit. Like, I was like, damn. Like, I'm not into skating like that, but my friends used to be. So I can recognize a good skater enough and I'm like impressed. And I hear you're good at billiards too. You're like a good billiards player, right?
2: Yeah, man. I've been playing pool since I was a baby. My granddad was like a ringer. Hey, he he never really told me any of his pool hall stories or anything, but. Uh, I was fortunate enough as a kid to like be around pool tables a lot. And mm-hmm. like uh when he found out I had access to one, he he pulled up and kind of just schooled me and like kicked the shit out of me <laughs> for like a whole evening. And that one evening kind of just stuck with me. I just been like, I don't know. I'm happy you taught because it's like a good conversation piece. It's like a king sport. You know, you can go oh, anywhere yeah. in the world and like shoot some pool and it's like a language in itself you
0: know yeah it's you can you can immediately command a room go to any country go to the bar play football. right it's so and it's just so fun i love it exactly uh,
2: Yeah. It's, it's anybody anybody can do it but at the same time it's like the hardest thing oh, in fuck. the
0: world so much finesse well. yeah. yeah
2: so it's, it's just one of my favorite things and then i i mean skateboarding that was really like all i was doing before the music like i only got started really in the music because i hurt myself skating so damn it all kind of like domino effects into another the billiard shit's just always been there though because i've been like i've went like years and years and years and years and years without playing and then like I find myself like, like when I moved up to New York, ev- like almost every other bar has pool table, and you're just there with the skate homies, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we put our names on for the pool table," and like, "Oh yeah, I don't have a partner. You want to be my partner?" Yeah. And then like I hop on, and then like someone's like, "All right, yeah, it's your turn." I'm just like knocking shit down, and they're like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And I'm just, like, <laughs> like, "Okay, no, I've been, I, I play like I say. I don't take it, I don't take it as seriously as the next guy," and like, yeah that's probably what like because i actually compete now so it's nice. like
1: it's
2: probably one thing that kicks me in my ass when i'm competing because i'm wondering why everybody else is taking it so seriously i'm just like yo just shoot like yeah i have to take a magnifying glass to every shot but oh my god oh. yeah but it's like
0: <laughs> yo i hear the whole two I, minutes for that shit i hear you also do modeling too is that is that true yeah man
2: you know here and there
0: here and okay. there, man. Damn. Yeah. How does that feel to be a model? Like, what, what does that do to your self-confidence? Bro, to be so like, like, yeah, i model. Right. No big deal. So
2: it's one of those things. It can feel kind of like. So when you don't have, like, when you're a model without, a, like, an a agency and, like, a manager and stuff, it's mad bare bones, man. It's really just, like, a lot of times, like, especially with how, like, the street, like the like the street fashion shit mm-hmm. where it's, it's like most models for like base level stuff are not just models you know what i'm saying they like do something else you're an interesting person you might have a particular look you might do this that and the third so you might pick up some jobs like that uh i've never been fortunate enough to get to the point where like you know i get the agency and like, like all that, but you know, I'm I'm blessed enough to have been like you know paid and actually booked for like my fair share of gigs and stuff. That's it. You know, saying it's it's just like a, my my sister was into that. Like I think it's like something that kind of is also in my family. Like my aunt and like my mom and like a bunch of people used to model when they were kids and stuff. So naturally, mm. when they had us, like they get a bunch of pretty babies. They just like oh yeah, well <laughs> take photos of them. You know, some, it's a thing that it, like my sister. Actually, how we ended up having that pool table was really because my sister she was like very fortunate enough to like kind of kill it in the modeling industry, and she bought my mom a house one year.
0: Wow! Yeah, that's for real. That's yeah, for real killing. Like
2: also, we were fortunate enough like from that somebody bought us a pool table. Like 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 we like somebody bought a pool table for because they knew I was liking it. You know, I'm saying as a kid. Mm-hmm. Water a pool table. And then that was kind of short-lived. We didn't stay there for super long, but it was like a nice time period, you know, to see how yeah. other people live and stuff. And naturally that house over there, like uh that's actually how I started skateboarding. Cause like uh the neighbors that I had across the street, this kid named Ryan, he uh he used to skate and I used to like talk shit up talk shit all the time, like, oh yeah, skateboarding's not a real sport and blah, blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. And then he like let me use the skateboard one day. And I like, he's like, Oh, yeah, my mom says we shouldn't go off the driveway. And I was like, Oh, yeah. And I like hopped on the board and like rode down the driveway and did like a little, like my first little curb drop. Yeah. And like my brain exploded. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I got to go ask my mom for a skateboard. Like fucking, yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Now dope. I'm the way I am. <laughs> so from what I understand too, though, you really made a concerted push to, really formalize the idea of being an artist as recent as just this past year in 2020 so what was the main catalyst for you to do this and take this like more serious quote-unquote step into the world of being an artist and how has that experience been
2: I mean it's been it's been uh it feels like I kind of get into it late because I just for a long time I was just like you know which for better or for worse just like just taking life by the you know, by the moment and stuff and so I was just like I was the type of person like if um uh, me and a couple other music friends are all going somewhere to do something when we once everybody gets in there and starts sitting down and putting their bags down and like like rolling the weed up and stuff, I'm the one that wants to be out of the door with the skateboard, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I I just was it was just a thing. It's really, it's, it's not, I w- I'm not going to say just a thing like belittling it. it. It's a thing that I've been using after high school to kind of like keep my brain filed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just didn't, like, I I was taught like just by the people that raised me. Like I I wasn't, I don't come from a background where it's like we, like I don't come from a super musical background. Like my granddad, he gave up music to go to the military basically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I'm like, I'm used to working with my hands basically. And uh, so for the longest time, I've always like kind of looked at it as a hobby or put it off to the side so I could go work this job and that and whatever the hell else. And it really kind of took like, you know, I w- I I started, the thing that probably made me start taking it like seriously in itself was like buying a 404, really. Nice. Like when I bought like when I bought my first hardware that I like wanted to put my brain inside of you know what I'm saying like that was when it kind of like went beyond the like oh yeah, it's just me sitting in front of a computer looping beef up and like talking, you know what I'm saying like so that's like that really pushed it, and then that kind of gave me like a new like it put a new battery in my back to kind of like, yo like I can actually. I could all this stuff I've been absorbing, being around like Obliv and being around like James Dangle, like Satellite Syndicate, best friend, like DJ Harrison, like all these people i know. It's Like I could have, I could finally take all these things, like, like shit, like David Strange even. Like I could kind of put them in my own little light and just hash them out. And then after that, it really was just like kind of Corona is really the thing that made me kind of like have to have to take it seriously because when the world is ending, that's the only money machine I had. So mm-hmm. but now it's to the point where I'm actually just trying to, you know, I'm I'm trying to pace myself and actually like not like keep my brain right so I could continue to do it. Cause you know, all there's there's so much stuff that happens that you you may or may not like that could be a deterrent from you like kind of wanting to make music. But yeah yeah i'm just just being patient you know what i'm saying and uh yeah but i'm blessed that people are receiving uh my you know my effort to take take this more seriously kind of well you know like is if i'd have been doing this years like if i'd have been doing this the first time like before somebody stole my 404 before i got the first then I, I probably would be a little bit ahead but you know it is what it is, man. I'm, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm, oh, I'm I think the way that you're talking about um, kind of just like being in the moment, just to, to not taking life as it comes kind of thing and just doing what you feel like in that moment, I feel like it does translate, though, to better music or at least music that I feel um, like a characteristic in your music that I feel really is definitive with you because it does feel like your style is very natural, like effortless. It doesn't feel like you're trying so hard to like do something, but you you do something and you yeah. also the type of vibe where I feel like I don't like I, I find it's it, it makes me want to listen closer because it's just like I'm entranced by it, but like I don't really know why, but then I listen closer, I see the the lyricism, I see the little details and how you rap, some of the content you you discuss. it's just very you know human, so like how did you really get? to how did you really like develop this kind of style? Did you like have different styles when you were younger that you tried out, or did this kind of always be was this always like your kind of bread and butter from the get-go?
2: Well I mean I I think the real building block is like is like Doom really because it was like how I got started writing was really like I I was rhyming Doom versus like like I would be in like I'd be in school i'd be rhyming doom verses but i would say the wrong shit but it like made sense to me Mm -hmm. so like you know rest in peace like more power but it's really like it's all kind of like i'll be like the first honest motherfucker to say like most of my shit is doom based like without that man it's really not me ever happening you know what i'm saying but then it's like also kind of just like a like you say, the way I look at stuff, like, the, the places I've been, like, kind of just spending, like, uh, always, like, really even being, like, around people, like, kind of being alone amongst other people and kind of just, like, watching, watching what happens. And then, like, comedy, like, I was mm. a big stand-up comedy fan when I was a kid and just, like, just taking everything, like, you know, like I said, just absorbing. And putting it back in, on like I guess like, nah, I don't want to be corny, but like on like kind of a spiritual level, because at yeah. the end of the day, this is my like, this is my horcrux. You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm leaving behind. Like you know, with this is my tombstone that I'm building. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, so it's, it's really
2: just like a, I don't know. Like I get inspiration from like a lot of like I mean, like I grew up, like. I don't know, even, like, the new stuff, like, like, uh, like, Rock Marciano has been around for forever, like, and, like, yeah. I, knew, I, knew, I had a privilege to kind of learn about him early, like, around, like, 20, I want to say 2012, 2013.
0: Okay, nice. Right reloaded like, 2012, time.
2: 2013. Like, uh, like, you know, that's not early in his career, really, but, like, early in... T- It was before he became like what he is now.
0: Yeah. Like he, yeah. yeah, Reloaded just came out. He was, I actually, I heard about it. I heard about Reloaded, I think 2014 or something. And I heard it like in relation randomly to like, someone's like, oh, it's like good kid, mad city, which I don't understand what the fuck that meant in hindsight, but whatever. But that, but that's a, that's still relatively early compared to people who are getting on him now because now he's like legend status yeah. pretty clear
2: yeah because like in 20 like i want to say like 2013 my cousin like the actually it is mad funny like the the mixer he gave me like a, for christmas one year he gave me like a a chord uh analog mixer so it's basically like a studio in a box you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it's got like however many like 20 something plus hours of studio time on it basically and then he also gave me like a Marcy Boku and like some other thing. Like Yeah, homie. that was
0: 2013.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I was kind of like hip. Like, so that's another dude I get inspiration from. In terms of rappers though, like especially like especially since I started digging a lot, like the rappers I get inspired by are really kind of the, the homies that I have, you know what I'm saying? Like a, like you know, like Essie the chemist, you know what I'm saying, like saintly silent fucking, mm. like dab zini like psych war family like Prose, like all the all of the close homies who i get inspired by on a on a like on a i guess like a rap level but when i started digging and shit a bunch i stopped listening to a bunch of stuff you know what i'm saying like when I started digging a bunch of records, it's like, yeah, now I'm like getting inspired by like, like old Dion Warwick records. They're like,
1: mm, okay, uh, I see.
2: like, like uh, Joao Gilberto, Astro Gilberto. That's
0: again. a classic. That's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. nah. those are like,
2: it's mad funny. I found the, uh the Astro Gilberto album the day that Joao died. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like
0: a wild, like a wild, like
2: stars lineup thing. But yeah, it, and just
0: yeah, like, oh. I can hear the doom and the the rock, Marcy particularly, like the the Marciano and like the, which we'll get into when we really get into Swamp fawn because I feel like that's one of the things I love the most. It's like a casual, cool, but like still like, like you still made it into a song. It's not like you're just talking over a record, like. But that's that thing that Rock Marcy and always like that's the meme almost with him. He's like, oh he just like talks on a record, but it's, he's not just talking on a record. There's so much bars. There's so much like just finesse in the way that he makes this all like kind of catchy too. And I think you have that, that, uh, that quality too. And then with doom, I think, I think like, cause even in like the, my, my, through my discovery, um, through my kind of dive into your music, one thing I really loved is that like no projects really sound all that alike, but, but that being said, like, they all sound like a doof record. Cause you either are like producing it yourself and you're producing in a particular way that is different from your other work, or you're like working with gray matter or uncle Tim. And, but the same thing that keeps it all kind of consistent is you just like doom who like he has fucking uh, the, the danger doom record. He obviously has mad villainy. He has his own. JJ doom, Doom, which I, I actually really like too. like, it's, It all felt like a Doom record, but those those albums were so wildly different in sound. That
2: album, that J.J. Doom album is really, like, especially when I first started, like, so, like, from being, like, a skate rat to kind of transitioning into a rapper overnight, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of hard to find inspiration when a lot of the shit that rappers do is, like, goofy, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like... That was one of the main things that kind of put it like the JJ Doom record, especially like coming off of like uh Born Like This and like Mad Villainy and mm Food and like, like you know, like coming from working with these heavyweights to him going and making some crazy outlandish shit with Janero yeah. Girl. Yeah. Like that shit was one of the things that kind of made like that was lit the literal album that made me be like, yo, I wanna. Make when I work with people and when I everything I do, I want it to be as outlandish. Like I want to be stepping out on the ledge every time, type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause like at that time when that album came out, I don't know if a lot of dudes will admit it now, but dudes who was talking about this, like, oh, this is Doom's worst album. Yeah, and totally. Like, it was not I that hate, like there was so it was much not that, hate positive. that fucking album got, but like that shit's got like a Tom York track on it. Like, what the fuck? Like. Like, Tom York made a beat for that fucking
0: album, bro. Like, what the fuck? He also like, had uh, Beth fucking Gibbons. Like, you have Beth Gibbons on an album. Right, bro. And that was like, a beautiful like, dude, track, Winter Blues. Like, bro, what like, the
2: fuck is going on? Like, I was like, bro, I've nothing sounds like this. And that's, like, the greatest. That's, like, that was, like, the greatest feeling that really, like, I don't know. It's really is really doom, you know? Like, just trying to keep that, keep the energy alive where it's like, yo, I don't even know what I'm doing, but this is, this is happening, you know? And like the, the reason everything kind of at the same time as me, like it, the initial idea is probably the only time I really ever thought about it because the only way I feel like you can serve the purpose is to just not think about it. You know what I'm saying? you got to kind of put it in the back of your head to where it's like, I don't even remember what the last shit sounds like. Like, especially when I put shit out, I go through periods of just, like, not listening. Like, I just put Swamp Funk out. I've listened to it, like, a million times since it, since before it came out. So now I'm not really listening to it too much. So I can't even tell you what too many of the songs sound like, just offhand, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, so it's really just, like, kind of, like, I I, a lot of times go through a process of, like, kind of, collaborating with myself as like a different guy like i'll make something and then put it away for like six months to a year and then come back to it like a whole different dude you know what i'm saying that's so interesting trying to to keep trying to find ways to keep myself on my toes like like i don't even like a lot of times i don't i won't even sample the same record like twice like even if the next song is heat, like I'll just take it off the plate just because I don't want shit to sound the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the same time, I do have the standard where I want everything to sound a certain way. So it's like a there's a certain level of chaos and madness also involved with that shit too.
0: Yeah. And I i love the way that you described that the fact the fact that you collaborate, you're kind of collaborating with yourself. That's a really, really powerful and interesting thought. And Yeah, because it allows you to kind of like take instead of I guess it allows you to instead like I'm again, I'm not speaking as an artist here, but just what I would think is like if you have a Mm -hmm. particular style and you're the type of artist that makes the same kind of music more or less throughout your career, like it probably is the case where you're just like, okay, this is what I do. I'm just going to go do it. Whereas you you have like obviously a foundational kind of like set of tendencies, but you're like, all right let me work with those tendencies and think about like, as if it was another person. Cause if you're doing a right. collaboration, you're usually talking in that way of like, Oh, what, how can we take your style and do something like this with it this time? Like you're taking it like a new experience and that's what makes yeah. it feel so fresh it's like, and it's like, like a, in it's the like moment.
2: A, yeah. I wanted to have an element of human nature. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, cause we we're we're constantly growing and shit, you know? So even if I made something like, like, especially like, Especially if I like, like it, I don't know. It's like when you take shrooms and you make a beat and then you come down the next day and you come back to the beat machine and you're like, dog, I don't know what none of this shit sounds like. <laughs> like bro, I don't, Like, it, it just helps to kind of like have, like have a certain level of detachment from self. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like just kind of like put yourself on the sideline and kind of just, just let shit happen. And then when that shit, back like you know it like you kind of feel that shit and then the the thing that be getting to me sometimes like it'll it can drive you mad because you'll you'll be waiting for that one lick of inspiration and then it happens and you can't jump on it like you really want to.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Trying to be it's weird trying to be proactive and patient at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like it's
0: it's, a delicate balance. It's also about like the way you it's like a lot of like a, a ways to capture that um is about how you like organize your space and your process for the thing is like, if you get that inspiration, if you have your, your kind of like uh, your beat machine or whatever, your like machines that you're making, your computer, like mm-hmm. all like ready to go. It's not like you have to unpack it. Like that's right. That could make a difference. Cause you're like, there's no barrier to entry to you to like act on whatever vibe you're feeling.
2: Yeah. It's funny that you're saying that. Cause it's literally like, uh, I, I literally always try to keep my shit like that. Like, uh, even when I was like painting and shit, I like try to. I would try to always keep the paint out and always keep something blank on the wall to where if I wanted to just lift a brush and swipe on it, I can That's I take the same level with the music shit now, and it's like a, It's really. Uh, like my shit's kind of been in shambles because I was just in Arizona with like Prose. Nice. And like, uh, I still, I still haven't even unpacked some of my shit. <laughs> it like it was like it was a it was a whirlwind trip man like I, that's a whole other story but fucking yeah I I've, I've been I like right before I got in touch with you I was like literally just like a I took today and I was like yo I'm literally gonna like clean up the house organize my shit to where mm-hmm. like I'm on go basically You know what I'm saying nice. like everything's where it needs to be for me to maneuver type shit yeah yeah that's important. Shit. A good question. It's a really know. good question. The bitches are yeah. back in Benjamin's. What do I know? I know. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Finna get it back yeah. and Spin the shit. Nothing's final. It's not it's not the bread. Bread. We could be there. I could be there. some bread. bread. Yeah, you know. We could do
0: that. So, so, from anyone familiar with your music, one of the obvious things that we grab as a listener is that you rep where you're from heavy. And most recently, artists like you, the Mutant Academy crew, as well as like obviously OGs like Nicholas F. Clips from back in the day, you guys have been like instrumental to pushing the hip hop scene forward in Virginia. And I find that area of like that area of the world and the music that comes out of it really interesting because there's like a certain level of kind of like cool grit personality that's like. So fly, but also just so uniquely like Virginia. Like it doesn't really compare to anything. So how would you ca- characterise like the the typical kind of like foundational style of rap that comes from there?
2: Well, it's it's hard to like capsulate it because none of the shit sounds like the same. Like like you say, yeah. it's got that distinctive funk to it. huh And that was honestly kind of what came what came like how the name Swamp Funk came about. I was like, I was making beats, and I would put them on like whatever the fuck like. And when the genre came up, I try to type in like swamp funk because it's like one even from like uh even from Richmond to the seven five seven is kind of a, like a different landscape. So, like I mean, seven five seven, we got like Clips and Pharrell, but we is I don't know. It's like I I don't I don't think any like you can't even shut like you would have to shuffle the deck of cards you know because everybody's just so left field yeah you know? like even from left field everybody's just out of pocket with something it's just i don't know it's like i don't know what it is in virginia man but like the the shit like it's 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 beautiful to see you know like because like especially to be kind of considered one of the people doing it. But, like, uh even from, like, coming, like, from Richmond in the 7-5, like, in the 7-5, there's not too much, like, light behind it. You know, like, I'm a normal-ass guy walking around here, bro. Like, mm. like, like, there's not too much music clout going on around here. It's, like, uh, out here, people are like, yo, what do you do for work, man? It's like, yeah, yeah. Being able to tell, like, being able to, like, pay my bills with music and like tell my grandma this is how i'm like making a living is like it's really a blessing you know what I'm yeah saying? man but this shit uh like the sound is like the sound is just like it's so uncontrollable because you can go to any of these places at any given hour of any given day and like like dudes go out to richmond and they're like oh yo this is where the ill shit happens, blah, 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 blah. But it's so isolated, man. It's like you gotta catch these creatures in the moment, type shit. You know what I'm saying?
0: I think that's maybe kind of like why the music is, yeah, because like you're saying, there's like a certain uncontrollable nature. Like when I think about all of the artists I just named, like there's the only thing that's consistent is that you guys are so fucking different. And like it, and maybe right. that is why it's isolated, because there isn't such a Maybe because of the fact it's so isolated, that's why there's such this kind of nature where there isn't like a common kind of like all the ecosystem that's super consistent where like, obviously I know New York is like whatever, super creative and shit, but there was a time when it was getting defined. Maybe I think definitely like unfairly, but as like a certain sound of just boom bap, like that can't exist if you're all ISO and just like in your own worlds, which kind of leads it to like really genuine creation which and like genuine unique style which i think is really cool in uh right. in virginia
2: mm-hmm. now it's some yeah this swamp this swamp and it, also part of the like i like swamp funk because i was able to come back home there's like a mixture of the new york shit in there but i was like for a lot of the album i was able to come home and like soak in the environment you know because mm. this isn't even a like I don't know, like the like the 7.5, like, like it doesn't get its light, you know? Like well, I have a theory that the 7-5 hip hop landscape would have been way different if they'd have let Iverson drop that fucking rap album. <laughs> <laughs> Cause fucking bro, he was he was spitting some shit. Like he was doing shit on that album that dudes are emulating today. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the That's rhyme happening to the even the subject matter, how he was saying it, how he approached the track, the flow, like everything. Like it, it was so, it was so today. Like you could press that, you could press that Iverson vinyl up on wax and it would do numbers today. Damn. Like I, I can assure you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just like a, it's just so unspoken for Cause like, I've even talked to dudes from Richmond and like other parts like or like dudes that are kind of known as Richmond cats and like Richmond gets a bunch of light. But like dude was like, yo, like you could go out, like, yo, it's no way you could go out and stand on like fucking Mercury Boulevard or fucking like Jefferson Avenue or Warwick and like you can't tell me it's no cold shit coming out of here. So like me and Essie really kind of came back to try to like capsulate on this time and like highlight, highlight what we came from, you know what I'm saying? Cause it don't get spoken up for a lot.
0: Mm. Yeah. So I wanna I wanna move now to like your beat making because that yeah, that that's I think the first thing I encountered from you was your beat on an unknown infinite. And then from there I kind of went to Hood Rat Noir, et cetera. Um, I think your sound has such like a distinct kind of warmth. It has this like strange deconstructive nature where sounds are like warped and and mutilated and just strange like that. I think I I think I heard that mutilation. A uh, term from uh, Dan O from Free Music Empire recently. That was a great way to put it. And it's just dusty too. And I just love it. Like, what is the what is it about that kind of vibe of your beats that you really like and that really resonates with you?
2: Uh, I like I like especially. Well, if I'm making the beat, a lot of times it's like it depends how I'm approaching it because I got a couple different methods. I got a bunch of different machines, you know. So it depends what the machine is. But it all stems from the record. So I try to keep the the beat. Like, if you dig in the crates a bunch, like, I go through fits where I'm like, oh, no, nah, there's no way I could chop this like that people know what this record is. But I'm just overthinking it. People don't really... Like, not everybody's really good with these things. And, like, not everybody knows every sample. Mm-hmm. Kind of just between me and the fucking record. But I don't know, man. It's just... Uh, this is how I learned the machine, like the the unknown infinite beat in particular. Like, I was just like digging through Essie's records while he wasn't there, <laughs> and uh, like Amani's like a homie of mine, so we were just kicking it one day. He was like interviewing me, kind of like, "What are we doing now?" And he heard me playing this beat, and he was like, "Yo, I need that." And I was like, "Yeah, I got mm-hmm. you." That's really, that's really how that worked, but it's really just like a. It's, it's just like I come up when I when I learn a beat machine, I just come up with a formula. And when my brain gets some downtime and it can think and it, I can actually I got the energy to touch the records and stuff like that, it just, you know, it just comes out like that. I try to I do as much mutilation as I possibly can without totally taking it away from what it originally was.
0: Yeah, no, I feel like you capture the essence of the record, but you like put it into your like. Your doof world too. So it's like repurposed. Yeah, I I yeah.
2: consider it like a like Spark Notes. You know what I'm saying? Like how you how you could buy a book, a Spark Notes book on like a like yeah. on a book that you got like a book report for. Uh-huh. Yeah. Take all the like I find my favorite juicy parts to the song. And mm-hmm. I just make a make my little version that I'ma run with. And yeah. then it's crazy, man, because a lot of it, like I is crazy as I think I'm chopping it or even if i think i'm chopping it so crazy and i like or if i think i'm not chopping it good enough like yo recently like i got beats i made like months to fucking i don't know how long ago and i've been refraining from listening to new music and i finally listened to the new album and like that shit sounds like the beat i just fucking made you know what I'm, saying? I'm like oh <laughs> shit like so I'm still struggling just trying to have more confidence in my shit. You know what I'm saying? It, confidence in my ability versus, like, what I hear other people doing.
0: Yeah. You know and and I think on the topic of, kind of, like, confidence, um, before we get into the two dope collab records I really wanted to highlight, uh, where you worked with other producers, as an incredible producer in your own right, I find it really interesting because you're talking about, like, needing to have or like wanting to have more self-confidence sometimes when you're making music like what do you what do you need to like experience within yourself and then also what do you need to see in another producer in order for you to say hey I want to relinquish the beat making duties and trust that this guy can produce a record with me like what is it about that those people that you need to you need to see
2: that's a good question because I don't always know it. I especially when I work I like working with people that already have their own their own like style you know what I'm saying I like I like working with people that already have their own thing going on you know what I'm saying like I certain there are people that I like I mean even especially if you're my friend I have no problem like putting motherfuckers on or anything at all um but with how the Tim shit worked it was really kind of just like a I think it was he, him, and Prozay were working already.
0: Yeah, they have a record together. Yeah, they
2: have like two together.
0: Oh, they have two. Yeah, heard one of them maybe
2: two together. Uh, Prozay tapped me for the first one. I'm pretty sure, and like, uh, I put two verses on the project, and then I guess from hearing that, Tim didn't know I was really a rapper until he heard that. So then he hits me up and he's like, yo, like, uh, I got an idea. I don't know what this is going to sound like, but fucking, I'm going to send you a bunch of beats. I was like, yo, like, I already, like one, I, I had no problem with it because Tim kind of chopped the way that like me and Tim kind of think on the same track a little bit when it comes to chopping samples Mm. and Tim's like tasting samples is like, like, I think his record knowledge surpasses mine by a long shot, by, like, by gravity. You know what I'm saying? Like, his, his, like, I think he has more access to records, and he's just, like, he's, he's quick, he's clean. You know what I'm saying? He does, he, like, I love simplicity, and I love, like, a good, a good choice, like, a good selection. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And Tim checks all those boxes. So, like, especially after it worked the first time, it was like, yo, like, all right, well, let's come back and, like, fucking hit him again, basically. Like, uh, I, like, I, now it's like a, most of the other rappers, cause Tim is really like the newest producer that I've really worked with. Mm. But, like, mostly outside of that, it's like, I have to, like, have already known you or kind of been working with you or, like, uh, yeah, it's, it, I'm really picky about the stuff I rap on and sometimes I'll rap on something that's like not even that good, but it's like, it'll, it'll bring the best of a rapper out of me. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. not, but it's like, it depends. Like I, I feel like I need to produce for myself more. Uh, but not the, the relationship me and Tim have is just like, it's really nice because we don't, we're usually thinking kind of the same thing. You
0: that's really important yeah there's an obvious an obvious kind of common chemistry going on there yeah. um so yeah on the topic of working with other producers i wanted to get into your gray matter collab with uh with gray matter obviously radioactive spinach that that record's fantastic came out earlier this year um what is it about gray matter sound that you really like and gravitated towards and wanted to inspire you to work with him
2: well me and gray matter are just like, that's like a, that's like one of my good homies. You know what I'm saying? Like, a like that's that project took like maybe five or six years to actually come out. You know what I'm saying? So everything we did was in like, could have any been anywhere in a five or six year span. Me and gray matter like worked so well. Cause we just sit there and do a bunch of nothing very well together too. Like I, I can just sit with Great Matter for hours and like we could be playing video games or just mm. talking about whatever is going on in the world, politics, whatever the fuck. Like, not like, like not. Like, he's not really a politics dude, but fucking, you know, just like that's that's one of like the people that I can actually, I can actually just be myself around that dude. You know what yeah, I'm mean? saying? Yeah. So that's really kind of what. Drew me to him because we i think i was i was associated with uh gray matter's younger brother unlucky bastards like uh before him and I met him while I was hanging out with uh, unlucky bastard and the the homie uh Siri. he does uh he does this he or i i haven't seen much of it recently but he used to do this clothing company, uh, Oh Shit 2099. Mm. And it it was just a different time like in my life. It was like, uh, I was like, I was looking for producers to work with and I was just moving back to Virginia from New York and stuff. So me and Gray Matter were just hanging out all the time and like, he would have beats playing and I was like, I heard a lot of beats, especially a lot of the hits that he made in the past, you know, frequent time span. Yeah. Like, he's got a lot of hits
1: got a lot of history i
2: heard i heard a lot of stuff like early you know what i'm saying like a yeah nah that's i just love that dude you know what i'm saying so it's like working with him was like a big no-brainer the biggest difficulty was just putting it out you know what i'm saying yeah and when it came out it was just like yo i've been working on the project for so long i was just like yo let's just put it out as is man because i don't I don't like to pile on too much on one plate, so then it kind of chokes out an opportunity for the like for the progression to be heard you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. so like that's another one. I don't really listen to radioactive spinach too much because it was just a long it's a long road for that one, you know what I'm saying. not even like just like life, you know what I'm saying, just the <laughs> memories and stuff, you know what I'm saying it was a that was a trip. that whole record I can't even. Like, I can remember everything, but at the same time, I can't remember anything at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like you're saying, you're different different people uh, yeah. almost every time you that approach happened, a, a that track. That happened
2: a million times on that project. Yeah, it's sense. five, six years. Over the five, course of years. five or six years, I've been yeah. like fucking 50 different people. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Constantly growing and shit. So whatever me and Grey Matter make next is going to be fucking ill. I can't wait to... Kick it with him he just moved out to la nice I, I was telling him to get out of virginia for so long so i'm happy he finally fucking did that shit man smoking that la 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 got the me the presidential 45 trying to for next we was evidently organized i was trying to sell these beats to get by had to hold a price but it was on the rise it was the type of nigga
0: sell border by the drive all right, man. Well, let's get into it. Finally, the great record Swamp Funk that you created with Uncle Tim. So I think this is genuinely one of the best albums of the year, and it was an album I was heavily anticipating. Like the amount of times I heard that uh, that fuzzy guitar loop that was like used in one of your teasers, uh, uh-huh. that like uh, you and and Uncle Tim posted like a million times. I was just like. Always waiting. I'm like, drop that fucking release date, man. I need to know when this is coming up. But you guys took your time and I'm glad because I had pretty high expectations and I think they were pretty clearly exceeded with the quality of this record. So thank you,
1: man.
0: See, yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. Like, seeing as this was your second time collaborating with Uncle Tim on a full project, what did you learn from working with him from that first time working with him? And how did you apply any kind of like, tweaks or improvements to the process working on this latest record
2: so this one um well one the last one was mixed well i did all the vocals on i did all the vocals on the last one um on a chord d888 so the last one was a lot rawer by design you know
0: hmm i can hear that for sure
2: the, the most important part was that like yeah the trust was there you know what i'm saying is that like yeah like i can like okay i can trust i can trust this process with this producer you know what i'm saying and it's like also it's just like me and like i spent a lot of time just talking with tim outside of music you know what i'm saying like we, me and him would just like we'll FaceTime and, like, have beers and just, like, fucking, like, chop records and, like, just talk about life and shit You know what I'm saying? how he's doing over there, how shit's going over here, because I ended up moving and shit. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the, also, was kind of, like, a, when I felt like I was in jail when I was making Hood Rat Noir.
0: Damn. Because
2: I was in fucking, like, I was in New York City when the first Fucking pandemic hit, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so
0: right, right. It was yeah. like
2: the, it was like that was all made as kind of the world was burning, you know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it was kind of like, hood right. And then also hood I was more experimenting. I was, I was in a more experimental mood, like uh because me and the homie Karenga had been talking about like making metal like metal-inspired records, like metal-inspired rap records. That's shit. interesting. So, like, that's why the first half of, like, a, the first half of Hood Ride Norris sounds, like, crazy like that because I was just inspired by, like, a bunch of, like, just punk and, like, metal shit. So I just picked the most, like, out-of-pocket shit that he had sent and, like, was like, yeah, I could do something to this. This one was more so like I'm going to go to my guns and I'm going to pick that groovy shit that makes like I just I just went with my defaults on Swamp Funk and then it just also like. A, like, I guess in terms of like texture, it came out smoother because I recorded it on some newer equipment nice. I recorded I recorded all the Swamp Funk on my fucking phone. Fucking like a like goddamn iPhone headphones and like Garage Band and shit. Like I've been working with Garage Band since I first started. So
0: wait, so you recorded Swamp Funk on iPhone headphones? Yeah.
2: How the fuck did you what?
0: How does it sound? Yeah. Oh, cause so like all the equipment was a lot better, so you were able to like mix it nice, I guess.
2: Yeah, and the like. The, as much as we hate to admit it, man, these Apple products are like very smart you know yeah
0: saying? yeah it is true that is true I, especially their mic their mics uh even on like there are those airpods that i like to hate right. on they're they're good and
2: a lot of my like a lot of me learning my shit recently has been me fucking like learning how to take the analog and put it back into the digital you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it was just like me like I was recording on I recorded all of the Bridge Strangler on uh the Bridge Strangler on I like iPad iPod mm-hmm. headphones like I am yeah I've, I've known how to mix on that shit for a while like really since I've like learned that I could make a beat on an iPad, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was just like I I put myself in the environment and kind of was more on the go with it. I would take beats on the iPad ipod and like or, or ipad ipod whichever i got a car so i was just driving to the beach and like writing and like uh just being on my blog talking like associating with my neighbors like talking to the little kids that live out here like you know what i'm saying like a uh, yeah man it, it was just it was a more liberating creative process for uh swan funk
0: yeah yeah like it's I. Like- I feel like this album, uh, it feels like super human and like organic. Like it's like musical vegetation from a Virginia swamp. Like that's how I could put it. Like it it just felt so natural to the point where, like like I said, like on the first glance, someone could say like, this is super laid back, low key, which it, it I mean, it is, it's calming. But I found it was so remarkable, like between you and Uncle Tim, the way you like kept things so fresh and like, There was no lulls. It wasn't too samey. There was like a nice kind of ebb and flow in like the beats or like maybe your, your kind of like vibe rapping that like kept, like kept it just so perfectly engaging throughout the whole thing. And I, and I love that. And I found with Hood Rat Noir, it felt more immediate. Whereas this one, because when I heard Hood Rat Noir, I was like very much like, like drawn in immediately. Whereas this one, I was like, okay, this is good, but I just like, I needed some time with it. And I found like with time, it ended up just, just blowing my mind. Honestly, I just loved it so much. But my question for you is like, because hood rat Nora was like, I think like 20 ish minutes. And this one is roughly 40. What, what was like, Did do you feel like the length? Cause that's a pretty significant difference. Like do you find that you had more to say, or do you think that uncle, Uncle Tim had more to produce musically. Is that why it ended up being so much bigger?
2: Well, it ended up being so Hood Rat Nora ended up being shorter kind of by design. Cause like I said, I was experimenting with like the punk mindset and like metal shit. And I was just, we were one, most of that project was recorded in like a week. And then like I I put some extras up there at certain points. But we we didn't expect the project to end up being much of we didn't know what to expect when we were making it. Mm. And we were both living life. And I was just making songs up until I just felt I was like, yeah, no, I I feel like I'm at a good point. I don't want to like I said, I don't want to dump in. I don't want to dump too much into it and like kind of choke out any further progression. So we just put it we just dumped it as it was. And then when it got to when it got the kind of, like, word that it got, it was just, like, a, I was just, like, like I heard a lot of reviews They were just like, yo, I wish this project was longer. And I was like, all right, well, I'll try to give you more of that shit. And for every song on Hood Rat Nor, I tried to find something to apply for Swamp Funk, you know what I'm saying? Like, I tried to, like, I just kept, like not duplicating, but it was like I want to have, I want to have an answer for lightning Hopkins, hmm. and I have an answer for Black Six. You know, say I let people determine what those are on their own. But I was, I just wanted to have a response for every song on the prior one.
0: Yeah, and, no, uh, I like the way. That's funny you say that because I had when I was listening to the record, I noted down that I felt like Swamp Funk just took all of the the best elements of Hood Rat Noir, but just like blew it up a bit, magnified it, fleshed it out a little more. And like the extra length just gave you and Tim more runway to kind of give a more full picture of your styles. Like Hood Rat Noir is like the short film that's super dope. And it, it admit mm-hmm. it, it definitely like I would actually like to your point that you said like reviews said like a lot of reviews said like, oh, I wish it was longer. I mean i actually don't agree with that personally i feel like it it fit with like i fit feel like the way you made it it was best just brief whereas this one like with the skits like the starting and ending the way swamp funk like it felt like it was supposed to be this length and that one was supposed to be that length like i feel like mm -hmm. it made sense and i and i appreciate that
2: exactly that's exactly what we wanted you know what i'm saying because like we with hood rat nor we just made as many like crazy sounding things until tim was literally like all right stop!" like he's like mm-hmm. he's like nah this is this is perfect the way it is you know what I'm saying? yeah it's
0: because like energy too is like uh especially because i i agree i mean i don't agree but like i like the way you said about how you're experimenting with punk songs like vibes because there's a lot of tracks in that first half of that album that are, are really aggressive and like I'm thinking whenever I think of a short album being like amazing and like just being perfect the way it is, even though it's super short is Daytona, Pusha T. That's one of my fucking favorite albums ever, honestly. Mm-hmm. That album should never have been any longer than what it was because it's legit crack. Like I put it on, mm-hmm. it begins and ends and I'm just fiending. Like if it was 40 minutes, like I don't know if it would have worn itself out because it's so like to the point. Like, you can't be to right. the point for that long. Like, to the point for 40 minutes might just become, you might repeat yourself. The beats might just become way too just all in your face, and you might feel like you need, this one, I like I said, there's a nice, like, careful up and down, like, sense mm-hmm. of vibe that you carried over so where, it, like, it fits. And, yeah, I just love that, like, about the record. And, like, what would you say is, um... Like would you say that this is an improvement in any way over Hood Retro right or is it just different? Oh
2: yeah, nah, we were we were saying that to ourselves before we even like dropped it or anything. Like we we knew like after honestly, I personally knew after the first like maybe four or five, six songs I recorded for the project. I was like, nah, these songs like these like i was like i was kind of weary about like competing with Hood right Noor, but then soon after we got cooking and we got the ball rolling i was like nah this is way better <laughs> like, like and we knew that and we just we just like we wanted people to know that but at the same time we didn't want to be those guys like yo like yeah, no, we're doing better this time. We're coming back crazier than ever, or whatever the fuck. So we were just like, nah, we're just gonna put this shit out and it, it's gonna be natural the same way it was the last time. You know what I'm saying? We're not trying to rush anything, but we we want more than anything for people to hear this for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was really the point. Like it was uh like we we definitely knew it was better. <laughs> we definitely knew it was way better.
0: Yeah. And I think the only thing I even saw in, in uh lead up to this record that from you guys, either of you really that said defin- in any way that this is quote unquote an improvement. I think you mentioned like literally like one tweet, it was like, I'm rapping way better on this one. I think you said something like that one time, like just randomly. And I remembered that. And so I kind of had that in mind. I was like, is he it better this time? And fuck you are <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Holy <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, that was probably like I think Tim improved and like I said the way he he created the soundscape it it was such a good like cinematic experience so I props for sure he improved but like man your raps like
2: no nah, Tim see, the comfort, thing is man I feel like no nah, I feel like Tim has always been iller than fucking ever that's the thing because Tim makes shit in such a way to where you're like you, it sounds like it's new and improved, but he probably made that beat fucking forever ago. Like, cause Tim admitted even to me, like sometimes, like I'll like I have I'm kind of notorious for going through a producer's like catalog and picking like the oldest, dustiest thing they have. Yeah. And, yo, why the fuck did you grabbed that one? I was like, I like that one. What the fuck, I don't know. So it's really like, I feel like it's like the it was really kind of the trust. You know what I'm saying? Because the last time, all those, all those beats were already there and like kind of in existence. Tim is just that fucking ill every time, man. Like he he's gonna he's gonna chop some beats and like some gonna be crazy, but it's gonna be a lot of cold ones in there. you yeah, fan like so yeah. And he just, I feel like the this one he let he trusted me enough from chopping the last album up. To where he let me be like, yo, like, uh, yeah, he really just let me cook and, like, pick shit out. He gave me free range of everything. He was like, like, he gave me first access to as much shit as I could possibly get. You know what I'm saying? So when it came down this time, it was like I was just making a collage. So I picked certain shit. And then it was like, I, I kept the track list, like, real silent until the last minute. So I you were the to, one who was
0: sequencing it? Like you were kind of like the leading that part of the track Yeah, I, okay. Yeah, I
2: sequence like I did that with Hood Rat Noir, too. But Hood Rat Noor came out sounding that crazy because when they made they made the they put out the track list before I could finish sequencing shit. Before oh. I could like plot out where I wanted each song to go. I think I had a different order of those songs. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I have a different, like, I have a way. I, I see Vince albums where it's like, I, I don't like too many of the same sounding type energy. So when the track list came out and, like, track I got the track list and it was like, well, I guess I don't have to make a track list anymore because here it is. So I was like, mm-hmm. I guess he wants to jump out the gate with, like, fucking, like, what was it? The Black Six and fucking, like, uh, Lone Wolf and, like, all, mm-hmm. Like, all the quicker, like, Danny. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was, that was, I don't know who, I think Tim might have did that, or I don't know if Ivan did that when he made the back cover. Because I told him all the songs, and then I think, like, yeah, I just like to let people cook and shit, too. So, like, things just fall into place however they're bound to, you know what I'm saying? But this one, I kind of kept it low, just so that I could maneuver up until the last minute. Cause like the couple times we were like, yo, coming soon, coming soon, like coming soon, coming soon. If we had dropped those release dates and track lists and shit, like three or four songs wouldn't have, like at least three or four, maybe five songs wouldn't have made it down to that shit. So it's like, yeah, luckily we like stay patient and kind of just like chop shit up as it, you know, as it should have been.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Tim Tim really trusted me to fucking to do my thing.
0: And and I like uh and I want uh,
2: want people I I don't like I don't like blurting out and being shit, but I want people to know that I that I kind of like all the shit that I released recently, I had predominant hands in most of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like i I orchestrated like uh, even like not even to get off subject, but uh, we I did the um I did a project with Jay Nice and Sadu Gold, and like every like mm. everybody that talks about it's like oh yeah, so how'd you end up working with Sadu? And I was like, like Sadu was a driving force in it, but when it came to actually like mixing and like making the beats and like like you know like chopping shit and like fucking putting stuff together, like yeah I i put that together jay nice sequenced the fuck out of that record though mm-hmm. jay nice fucking thing on that record oh my god like i didn't hear that like bro we've been talking about that project for maybe about like a year or two and like uh sky dude like yo sky dude not just like sky dude definitely like like because some a lot of the beats that are on that project uh were literally were just me but a lot of the best like basically most of the ones like I want to say most of them, if not, at least half. Like, Sadu gave me samples for and stuff. But, yeah, no. Mm. I Like, yeah, I sequenced and, like, yeah, I put two and two. Like, just putting the pieces together, man. That's what, it, that's what it should be, you know? Just putting, like, making a thing. And I don't like to think about, like, what I'm trying to say too much. I feel like I'm, I'm just already a person that's going to say what they're trying to say. So it's really just kind of packaging.
0: Yeah, and the packaging is is like super important because like um when like those fast paced records of Hood Rat Noir, like I think we get like we get that kind of energy that more higher energy tracks on Swamp Funk, but they're like they fit Swamp Funk. Cause I don't feel like those tracks, like I'm trying to I think it's the one I'm bad with titles sometimes the black, the one with black in the name on, on Hood Rat Noir. I don't uh, think that would have yeah, I don't think that would have fit on this record, but you instead you have like more rid like a little more higher energy or a bit more of like a more of a head nodding groove on tracks like steel blade that just like fit they're just like a little they're all smoothed right. out a bit i feel like this album just like i would, say, like I would say
2: the answer that i had to the black sticks was uh which one which one was it um
0: golden lungs mm.
2: that was the mm. one that i saw as like the answer to the black Sticks
0: because like yeah like i think the way that you manifested like high energy on hood Rat Noir was like you said like more like those punk metal tones whereas this one it feels like the energy comes in like more of the funk in the groove like eight ball like that that's a high energy track but that's because that fucking it, all, that groove that's is crazy
2: right there man that's, oh and, and s SE, oh SE he bros. killed
0: that oh he yep, killed that he
2: no, is like i've been telling yo s e Yo, let me tell you about that, man, bro. Like, that's, like, one of my, like, that's, like, one of the best friends I've ever had in my life. That's, like, my brother. We, we, I say this all the time, we started rapping as, like, a a joke, really. <laughs> kind of, like, we all, like, we were just skate rats. And we were like, yo, what if we became rappers, whatever the fuck. I jumped the gun, and I started rapping before everybody. And then by the time I I showed Esty, I was like, yo, like, I I came up with the process, like, let's make, let's make songs, bro. He's like, like, cause we would always talk about rap songs and shit. Mm-hmm. He was always telling me about shit. He put me on to a lot of shit cause I didn't have a lot of access to a lot of hip hop stuff. Cause I come from like a very Christian family and shit. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. So, uh, like I just knew, I just knew what I found out and SV was always the dude to kind of like pull me along. And then it wasn't until like I, I made, a handful of songs and then uh i like sean like SC was like yo i i got a song i got songs that i'm trying to record i was like yo word let's do it fuck yeah and we get to record and he records like one song where it's like okay yeah let's fucking go like he records one song where it's like okay the next song after that is just like off the fucking spectrum like i'm like bro like he he, he that's just how he talks. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. he speaks that way. So he naturally is just like in my opinion one of the best rappers just because the way he looks and speaks on shit is just like like that's just him, you know? And it's saying? naturally interesting. And we yeah, yeah, I have been telling him I'm I'm going through the process to try to like do what I can do to like help him package the same way I do and put his shit
1: yeah. to you know
2: what I'm saying? Cause He needs he needs that because that motherfucker has been like he's one of the only reasons that I am the way that I am. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, not that he I just I gave him a couple beats that were not in use and he just did that. You know what I'm saying? He like people like I, I got some reviews back. Somebody was like, oh, yeah, I think the best song is eight ball. And one of my favorites. like me and tim were both like yeah like fucking i was like yes like yeah yeah dog like that's like my personal favorite like he did that and i'm like i was like yo holy shit bro like what the fuck like i was like yeah okay fuck it was like, so, like and i'm happy that i picked the people that i picked for because the first one we didn't have any features and this one it was like with especially with the past and the doom and shit we we're like yo like let's just get the people that you only see on Doof Records to be on the project. You know what I'm saying? Like fuck. Mm-hmm. Like not only see on Doof Records, but like you. I let's get that collection of homies that. Yeah, like a yeah, like he
0: got his uh. What is it? Count Bass D. Yeah, like Count Bass. Like obviously, Mr. dope Fantastic, on his own, but we knew him from that, Mister like, Fantastic. Yeah, bro. Like the fuck fuck all, all those yeah.
2: dudes. So, so I'm like like a Tommy Gunn, mm. fucking uh, what is like Vic Stryfer or whatever his name is? dude, the Hispanic, or is that like Kirk Streffer? Like the dude. Oh Strifer, uh, Kurt, yeah, like, I forget bro. his name.
0: Um he's like I don't remember
2: him. Yeah, Parents Pack Leeches. Mr. Yeah, bro. This the dude off the one like all the dudes that are on the fucking uh the vaudeville villain, like fucking Yeah, okay, like, you're thinking I of that know, one. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Louis, Louis Logic dudes, shit like that, yeah.
2: Right, yeah. So it was like he like when it came to the features, it was like, yo, I don't want to crowd out these people doing what they want to do on their songs. Like, yo, I was like, yo, we just gonna give you the whole piece and you do that. You know what I'm saying? That's your song. Like that's your cameo on this project, because you you know,
1: mm-hmm. you
2: trusted hands, you know what I'm saying? So let's fucking go. The only one that came back uh that I did the feature on was the rich one uh the silence one because he he just sent it back and it had an extra slot on it and i was like you know i could get into this pocket so that was actually one of the later ones that we mm-hmm.
0: got like no that was that was a crazy he track. recorded he recorded yeah.
2: both of those songs that he did on the project like right after he had covid oh shit
0: yeah damn but damn
2: shout out that dude i fucking love that dude that yeah
0: man shit. and yeah like yo like you're you're like um yeah, I just think the raps they all they all fit with those features really well. And I just think like even like the ad libs, man, like the way I don't know what was the track. I don't know if it was that multi-purpose Prada shoes, but there's one where you just say like bricks, but you like it like cuts out and you just say bricks. Like, I don't know if you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I think that that shit makes some... me laugh every time. It's my favorite Why part of the it... song.
2: Is it, I think that was Tim Crochet.
0: Oh, it is Tim Croce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just no, like, I don't know why. Was, it's just perfect. Was, That's that Rock Marciano so shit. Like That's I was public
2: shit. to hear that song so bad. <laughs> like, like right after I made it, like I was just like, yo, like, cause when I heard that beat, I was like, like that song is the answer to fucking uh lightning hopkins, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Mm. like like a more poetic style about how I'm like just speaking on my life and like just how the the current state of my fuck like like you know how fucking like the in a in a noir film the dude wakes up with a fucking hangover and he's like uh like so mm. like and so like those those are those are like i actually want to make more songs like that but the the tim croce one it was just like i i was i was already kind of coming at it because, like, the last one was made from, like, kind of, you know, isolation. This one, I was more in, like, on my throne in this one. Yeah. So, uh, I just was, I took jest to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like, little bitch is all about that, Benjamin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so, it's so clean, man. It's like, that's that Rock Marciano shit where it's like, he has that tendency of being able to do shit that like no other rapper could do. Cause it'd be corny as fuck, but you're right. like, I've never dude, heard anything dude, like what you did. And dude, that was crazy. Stuff like that. Smooth.
2: Stuff like that. Like the, like the chorus on Tim Croce and like fucking all that stuff. That's really kind of like, like that's when I'm no longer doof. And that's when I'm just like justice. You know what I'm saying? Like that's me. You know what I'm saying? Like, for, cause we we would just sing we would take songs and fuck them up you know what i'm saying and (laughs) just like put the most like stupid thing we could possibly fit in that like cadence right quick like yeah like fucking uh like shit even before the r kelly documentary came out we were little kids we're like i don't see nothing wrong with a little girl that's nine Oh my we knew God. He was fucking with little kids, bro. Yeah, like, so like yeah. we were always taking these songs and, like, fucking just like, just like not singing, but singing to your heart's fullest content. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just like, yo, that's the shit where, like, that was when it was like, yo, nah, that's, I love this one because, like, even, like, even though I try to keep my, pers- like, I, I keep my personality in tune with my shit,
1: mm-hmm.
2: a lot of times, I still, I still have this filter that only I know about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you Except know when you're like,
0: being a little, you're being doof, and when you're not being, maybe they're full. Yeah, full, I'm the yeah. only
2: one that knows when I'm no longer doof. You know what I'm saying? Or like, maybe if you know me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we're friends, you know what I'm saying? But it's like that was the one where I was like, yo, that was the rare moment where I got my actual personality on audio
0: recording. Damn. I don't
2: I don't like hearing my voice on microphone all the time. I don't Bro, like-
0: it's so good, though, that like I hope yeah, you do that more often. That was like, damn, this is different, but it worked. And it was like adds a lot of character. That's really it. That's it a lot of character.
2: Yeah, no, nah, that was yeah, I, I want to have more fun like that because. We like I feel like as artists and especially as like a grip like grungy rap artist, we get into a position where we feel like we can't be happy because it's going to fuck up our ability to make cool fucking music. Mm-hmm. And, and so I that was my certain songs like that shit. Even the um the fucking like uh the making street shit where I start singing on like singing to the beat at the end and shit like stuff like that just actually being like just having fun you know what i'm saying just like again. yeah
0: whatever the um, like even that track uh i forget which one but it has like that really beautiful like ex- like um some kind of singing where you're like oh i didn't even know this part's at the end of the track like oh yeah, yeah and the yeah. chick starts singing Like that, that was, those uh, little um, things are like really they're lightning right. in a the bottle they're natural yeah, that cool. was a uh,
2: multi-purpose
0: yeah that's multi-purpose product shoes yeah, yeah i love that song yeah yeah,
2: yeah, nah, yeah. i was happy that was i think when i made that one that was like that was when i knew because i was i was actually when i recorded that one because the same way you were like yo what the fuck you recorded that on garage band like yeah. i'm the type of person like if i got homies with me and they're like yo i want to fucking make some music i'm like all right well dude i'll pull up the goddamn garage band on my phone we could get the chopping shit up right now and like certain homies take heed to that shit and they're like yo fuck yeah let's like let's get it but it was one of those moments it was just me I was just recording but I was like yo I got some shit to record right quick I hope y'all don't mind if I do this right quick they're like nah like they're like yo where are you gonna record that I was like dog I'm recording right here look (laughs) (laughs) so I start recording it and I think that was low-key like a that was low-key like the first or second tape and uh that was when I had like uh the homie skunks. I don't know if you're familiar with skunks. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah a, little dude, bit, a little bit, a
2: little bit. I fucking love that yeah. guy, man. That dude's that dude's a shit. We were kicking it and he was kicking it with my friend with the bass boys. You know what I'm saying? The homies like uh like me, I see like fucking Jay Levison, uh Skylind. you know, we were just lamping and I was recording and I like I fucked up the first one and then came back the second time, did that one. And I recorded that shit. And I, for some reason, felt like when I recorded it, like a certain part, I felt like I had fucked up on it. I was mm. like, I don't know. I might end up redoing that one. And Skunks was like, nah, don't, do not redo that. Like that one, he was like, nah, that sound like, I actually don't even think I was, I said anything about redoing it. He was just like, yo, that one, that's the one. Like, yeah. Yeah, he knew. And I was like, okay, word, bet, bet, bet. And then it wasn't until, like, I, I ran it back one more time and I, I was laying down the fucking ad-libs. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, all right, bet. And then fucking, like, fucking, I was like, yeah, no, nah, we keeping that one. Like, we keeping that yeah. one. Let's fucking go. And then, mm-hmm. like, uh, and then the, the fucking shit came in. I was like, oh, shit, like, that was literally me kicking it with my homies. Like, oh, shit, I didn't know she things like this. Yeah.
0: That's so genuine. I love it
2: my dad didn't
0: know that all right man i i love i love hearing all this insight into the record and right now i want to talk about give you the chance to highlight is there anything i mean you just released the record so if there's nothing upcoming i totally understand but is there any future projects or any work that you want to highlight or tell anybody listening
2: um i'm doing a project uh me and me and ecce did a project a while back called yes next we're doing Doofin' X C Two. Uh, it's gonna be completely produced by August banan. Yo, so, you know, really? Yeah, yeah. Yo. So we're working,
1: oh, we're that's working awesome. on that shit.
2: I've been, I've been giving myself some time to like kind of just like create and think. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be too vocal right now. Um, but, yeah, is that... Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Junie, but me and the homie Junie, that's, like, one of my good homies from California. Don't
0: think so. No, I don't think so.
2: He, uh, he's worked with, like, he's worked with a lot of people. He does, like, some really crazy fucking flips. He's just got, like, a grimy style. Like, if you look him up on SoundCloud, you'll find him on Junie. Okay. Uh, we, cool. did a, we did a song recently called Hell to Mine. It's on SoundCloud. Uh, but he... Yeah, me and him are planning on working on things. You know, what I'm saying uh, I'm producing a project for Blast eighty nine. Um, me and Ewan are talking about doing rack and shit too. Nice. Um, nice. I was thinking about making another more junk project. You
0: know, what I'm saying yeah, I fuck with that one. But, I really like more junks.
2: Yeah, thank you, man. I, uh, but I, at the same time, I'm trying to. I I want to put together. I'm gonna find some time in between here to work on another self-produced project, and you know, just trying to stay busy, man. I can mean, make that's me a lot money. of shit. You
0: got that's a lot of shit you got upcoming. Yeah, yeah. So just some things
2: on the plate, but it's it's just uh, I, at the same time I'm trying to be human. You know, what I'm saying I'm trying to be be good about it. You know what I'm so, I mean, it looks
0: like you've been doing it the right way. You've been following like the creative push when it uh, inspiration when it comes but yeah keep it natural and i'm sure it'll mm-hmm. lead to more success and thank you so much for for taking the time out today this has been a great conversation um yeah i have nothing else but to say good luck in the future and thanks for coming
2: hey man much love thank you for having me bro
0: yeah, yeah. peace out yeah, great,
2: <laughs> Shit, what's the power if it's not true I move my troops as it was one to slash you. I swipe the westone, I'm snit inside the buffet. You cruise checkmate, I still divvy a plate. I'm still Play I move it God yeah. grace, the fast knee breaking take a wrap the ankles to
0: speed. So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug Podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. If you're an artist looking to level up your career, getting more gigs, album sales, merch sales, whatever it may be, I would love to help you with that by providing you artist development and writing services. So if you're interested, contact me via email at qlctv.podcast at or hit me up via Twitter or Instagram at rapmusicplugpod. I would be honored to lend my expertise and help you grow your career as an artist. And also for regular rap fans that just want to hear more quality commentary on the genre, follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. For exclusive content and updates related to the show, follow the Rap Music Plug podcast on Facebook to help the show grow and ensure that everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times. Follow the show on the podcast platform of your choice make sure you leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people. You can find all of this information along with exclusive playlists created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes. So that's all for today. Talk to you soon. Peace.